Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 66 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Who Would Winners. This is Chris. Merry Christmas indeed, Chris. How are you? I am well, Steve. How are you? I'm, I'm feeling a little weird right now. Is that possibly because we're recording in the same room for the first time in like two months? <sighs> two months? We haven't recorded since July in the same room. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because the first one we ever did, I have a crazy memory like this. The first one we ever did via Skype was our 50th episode, which was Sonic versus Tracer. If you haven't listened, go ahead and check it out now. That's our little plug. So that was back in like, like, I think it was like the first week in August. So now we're on 66. So it's been 16 episodes since we've recorded in person. That's a long time. It's a very long time. You know, I haven't really missed you at all. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I've still seen you. I'm just kidding. I, I missed you terribly. I know. Um, so what's uh, what's new? What's going on? Merry Christmas to our listeners. Yeah, so this this is the Christmas Day episode. That's it. I don't think we've ever had a Christmas Day episode before. No. No. I don't think so. You uh, expecting anything good underneath the tree today? Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'll. I mean, I'm sure I'll like all the gifts I get. I have very thoughtful friends and family members. Nice. I hope so as well. But we'll see. I guess I there's nothing like in particular that I like am dying for this year. Um, yeah, me neither. Nothing like I'm really chomping at. I really could use a new laptop. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, because it takes like three minutes to open like Google Chrome when I'm trying to that is the computer. That is annoying. And when I'm trying to edit things and download <laughs> sounds for the podcast, it takes way longer. Oh than yeah, don't you sometimes have to like restart your computer a bunch of times to get Audacity to come up? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be nice to upgrade that. It would be very nice to upgrade that. So that's what we're looking at. So we hope and everybody's enjoying their Christmas, um, enjoying time with friends and family. Um, this is not going to be our last episode of the year, correct? We're going to, we're going to, correct. Gonna, okay. So you have something else to look forward to. Call it a Christmas gift from your friends at the Who Would Win podcast. There you go. One more episode, kind of a, a year closing episode. Right. We'll talk about, uh, poll results and we'll talk about the, uh, tomato meter contest. That's right. I got some help today uh, from our unpaid intern, Dan. Oh, you've done some analysis? Uh, he's, he's helped me uh, do some formulas on oh, the doc. Oh, some like Excel magic? Exactly. I can instantly calculate everything because I was doing it and it was way wrong. <laughs> I mean, the, the numbers were right, but it was just so time consuming the way I was doing it. And I learned a lot of new things. The only thing we need help with, and you're going to probably be the, our answer to this, is we need help scraping the internet in order to get the Rotten Tomato scores to instantly upload within the sheet itself i think i can do that okay cool we tried for like a half hour today and we we were on the track but nothing really came to fruition i wonder rotten tomatoes might even have like an api for doing that i'll have to look into it might be so so anyway so um so uh going off of our previous episode we have some poll results here uh in honor of the last jedi which has hit we are in a post last jedi world (laughs) and i'm kind of surprised uh with the the fan reaction 
you're surprised that Star Wars fans didn't like a Star Wars movie? <laughs> I mean, in because hindsight, usually I, I they'd be surprised. Statistically, they don't like most of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> this is true. Um, our, so our previous episode, in honor of The Last Jedi, uh, we had who would win, Ewoks versus Porgs. Uh, the Ewoks, the cute little critters from Return of the Jedi, going up against the Porgs from The Last Jedi. And the poll is, it was, it was so close. Like you would have thought this was like an Alabama senator, like <laughs> poll result here. Or like that Virginia race that was like, did you, <laughs> did they decide that yet? I heard they were going to well, have to do a, a name out a, of a hat. Yeah. Because it was originally like a one vote win and then they decided to count another questionable ballot that made it a tie. Was that the one that it had like a line through it? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's that crazy. Uh, so our poll is close, but not as close as those two. Uh, we have Ewoks with 52% of the vote. So Porgs with 48% oh, of the vote. Oh, that was a close one. It was a close one. And it was our most voted poll in Who Would Win podcast history. Did BB-8 retweet us or something? I don't think BB-8 did, but a lot of Star Wars polls retweeted us. Oh, that's nice of them. Uh, 253 votes. That's amazing. That's a lot. And it was like really split. Yeah, it was really split. And like people have reached out, like providing us feedback with what they thought. Oh crap, my phone is asking me to update <laughs> right now. I hope it doesn't do it. Oh, I'll do some improv filler. So oh. we did learn a no, lot about the No, it's doing it now. No. Perfect timing. Oh, man. Don't worry, I can fill in the time. No, I can't. It's going to take forever. It's updating like iOS. That's fine. Two I can point, I whatever. can just riff off of this for like 20 minutes. Uh. So the porgs. We learned about a lot about the porgs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? so bring this up. So we did learn some new things about the porgs though. We went in knowing only what was in trailers and yes. what Steve like may or may not have made up. <laughs> no, now my argument of them being an invasive species, would you say that was valid? Uh, at least to the point of being an annoyingly invasive species. I mean, I didn't see them like, you know, killing off the exist, like the current, like, you know, it's not like they killed the inhabitants of the Millennium Falcon. They just kind of, you know, this is true. Made their nests and messed with it. Yeah, this is true. No, I agree though. They, they were kind of invasive. And there was that. So this is going to, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it happens in the movie. If you just go ahead 30 seconds, if you want to. But at one point when the Porg is like stepping on Luke's lightsaber, um, it's, we thought that it was going to turn it on and kill the other pork, <laughs> which I could have used as an argument and saying that, Hey, possibly porks can use lightsabers. Yeah they, yeah, they might. Yeah. They might be force sensitive from living on that Island for so long. We have no idea, but, uh, yeah. So, so that was the result for that episode. Um, force awakens or last Jedi real quick, your thoughts. We'll get into that. Uh, another seven, time. seven out of 10 minor, minor complaints for me. A little upset about Luke Skywalker, but. I mean, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I, I'm not gonna. I don't hate the movie or anything. Yeah, yeah. I think some people's reactions are a little insane, a little ridiculous. That they're giving Ryan Johnson death threats is a little ridiculous. <laughs> like that their childhood was ruined. But anyway, uh, I'd say like eight point five, eight out of ten. Um, I really want to see it a second time. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, now that we're on Christmas break from school, I think I might try to go out and see it again. Yeah, use that movie pass. Got to. I've used it twice. We're going to see the disaster artist, hopefully. So yeah, they, they added more theaters around here, too. So Did we they really? Yeah. Oh, who else is showing it? The, the one near, the one in, uh, by the mall. Um, what's it called? Town 16? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they added, they added showtimes. Oh, great. Well, that guy lied to me when I asked him. What guy? Well, I went and saw Lady Bird a couple weeks ago, and I said, are you guys going to get the disaster artist? And he said no. Yeah, he, he lied. Said, Maybe it's because Regal got it, and then they were like, "Oh, well, we need to." Get I think it now, it's so. been doing well, and it has had more, has been getting more screens. So that's, that's good. And I know, like, a lot of people I work with, like, have been seeing it, and like, I didn't even know, but my coworkers like love the room. 
which I just found out. Wow. But uh, yeah, so we've been we've been bonding over that. Chris, anything else you want to add before we get started? Uh, anything else I want to add? Um, no, I don't think no. so. All right. I'm going to do the best I can to remember what I always say next because I usually read it off my notes. <laughs> so please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just say, like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? First of all, that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Really well done. You should do all the podcasts like totally unscripted. I should try. I guess I could. Uh, but what we're talking about today, because it is Christmas, That's is right. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Everyone's uh, favorite uh, jolly old man. Specifically, two Santa Clauses. Yes. Battling each other. Going head as to head. Is, as often happens on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing who would win. Who would win between, between two Santa Clauses. My Santa Claus will be the Santa Claus portrayed by Tim Allen in The Santa Claus. Yes. Which is a trilogy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen the second or third, so I'm entirely going off the first one. Okay. Uh, I quickly briefed, briefly looked over the summaries of two and three. I remembered the plot of the second one. I know they're mostly considered garbage. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And the third one, I remember Martin Short was Yeah, there, he, he plays like Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you're going to go with Tim Allen uh, in the Disney film, The Santa Claus. The Santa the Claus. The Santa Claus, which is important because a lot of people, I think, misspell Claus because of that movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because that. Santa Claus is C-L-A-U-S. <laughs> But that's the Santa Claus, like a clause in a contract. It's, it's kind of a pun, right? It's uh, a pun. A little bit of a, what's the word when you use a word? A homophone? I think so. A homonym? Homonym. No, they're homophones. They homophones. sound the same. The san- the s- synonym? No, those are two words that are different but mean the same thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, okay. So, yeah, so you're going with that one. Anything you want to add on him before you give your background and I give my pitch for my guy or who I'm doing? Um... No, I just wanted to really point out that it's called The Santa Claus. Like, it's the definitive film about Santa Claus, so you know it's true. Okay. That's all I just want to say. That's all right. I want to say. And I am going with the Santa Claus from the movie The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, what are you talking about, Steve? And I had the exact same reaction. So I'm going to tell you how I did this. So I, I, I Googled portrayals of santa claus in pop culture and i found a wikipedia article that listed everybody who had played santa claus in a film now i think it wasn't a complete list because there were some that i noticed that weren't on there so it's probably just the big big ones so i'm looking through it and the santa claus tim allen was on there uh ed asner from elf was on there like some like really memorable ones um the the miracle on 34th street Street, the one with richard attenborough was on it, the guy who played um, Richard Hammond in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of them said, Line the Witch in the Wardrobe. And I thought, what? And then I remember there's a scene where Father Christmas shows up and he provides the the kids. I forget what their names are. The Peter, Peter, Lucy, and... Edmund and... But Edmund doesn't get anything because he had already betrayed right. his family exactly. at that point. And Susan. Susan. But I forget what their last names are. Pe- um, Pevensey. Peven- oh, the Pevensey. That's right. Wow, good, great research. You know everything. (laughs) Anyway, so Santa Claus shows up at one point of the book and in the movie, and um, there are many overt Christian references. Yes, there are. It's very heavy in the Chronicles Chronicles of Narnia. Narnia, Yes, 
Uh, fun fact, the guy who portrays Santa Claus is a guy named James Cosmo. Now, Chris, you're probably like, okay. It's exactly what I thought. In my head, I was like, right. okay. Fun fact, he played Jor Mormont in Game of Thrones. The same guy? The same guy. I think he put on some weight. Um, I'll show you a picture of him from the movie. I have it right here. And there'll be pictures on the – it's kind of hard to see from a distance, but you can kind of tell. Yeah, I'll just hold it up to the podcast so the listeners can, yeah, can see it. You guys got it? All right, cool. Very good. So, so yeah, so that's that's who I'm going with right there. <laughs> All right, good luck. I Thanks. mean, what was he in the movie for, like, five minutes? That's probably being generous. I, I was being generous. Yeah, that's being very generous. So that's who I'm no, going No, as soon as you picked him, I remembered the scene because there's all those weapons. And I was like, oh, man, that's Steve's going for a very violent version of Santa. That's right. I went for a more whimsical version of Santa. Sure. But in terms of body count, my Santa has killed more people than yours, yours that we that we know of. So yours killed one? Yes. So is he? did he really commit murder? No, it was like that's like manslaughter. Inv- involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, I mean, maybe if he had a good lawyer, he could probably get off because he, I mean, first of all, this, this, the in the beginning of the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen, um, Tim Allen hears something on the roof. Uh, he rose up from his bed to see what was the matter. And sure enough, there's a red, you know, a man in a red suit on his roof. And he yells something like, hey. Right. I don't remember word for word what he said. And the Santa on the roof responds by saying something like, Whoa, and then falls off the roof and dies. Yes. Leaving behind a card. Mm-hmm. His body, like, disappears. Like, he became one with the Force. He's like a Force ghost. So, oh, I didn't even think about that. My movie establishes Santa can become a Force ghost. Anyway, the card says something like, hey, congratulations, you killed Santa, now you're Santa. That's paraphrasing. Yes. And uh, he's like, well, no, I'm just a guy. I can't be Santa. And then for some reason, he beats Santa for the night. I forget what motivates him to just, like, finish finish off. Was his house, like, the last house, I wonder? He was almost done. Because he did, like, he did that one girl and who, like, found him and he was, like, kind of rude to her. Yeah. He's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, what made him, like... I don't know why he didn't just, like, call the police at that point. But it's not important. I mean, because, I mean, that's Tim Allen in that movie. He's he's a badass. So he's like, you know what? I'll finish up. I, right. I don't know how to be Santa, but I see some I'll reindeer. I see a sleigh. Let's do it. He, uh, he, he delivers a couple of presents. With his son? Is his son with him? Is that what... I know this son's involved somehow. As you can see, so people have this, reached out and said we need to do more research. Here's we've the thing. Take, we've taken those this, suggestions. This isn't important to my argument. Right. This is just for your background. Yeah. So he ends up back at the North Pole with his son, Charlie. He's and, only there for a little bit. Yeah. The very the first like Christmas. One night, I think. It's, I think it's just yeah, one night. Yeah, the first Christmas is just one night, and he like thinks he imagined it. Right. And then he wakes up the next morning in his house. Right. So yes. he's like, oh, I just had a dream. Exactly. I didn't murder Santa. And- <laughs> <laughs> But then he, he starts gaining weight and growing a beard. beard. Yeah. Um, he has like um, cravings for cookies. Yep. yep. Milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets delivered um, all these like naughty and nice lists. Yeah. And, and then I, he has like an inner ability to determine who is like naughty and nice. Like he just has it. He, nat- just, come he naturally. just knows. Right. Exactly. So then sure enough, next Christmas is coming around and he's trying to shirk his duties. Classic hero's journey archetype. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, the refusal of the of the call you know when the hero does that when the hero's like no I'm, i can't do it yeah it sounds like something familiar from a movie we just saw something that you had to complain about yeah i mean it pretty much happens in like most hero movies correct um he tries to shave his beard and it grows, grows back, back instantly like multiple times right and then he gets very fat and mm-hmm. his doctor like people are concerned for his health right his boss is like making fun of him he's calling like the pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. boy yeah 
Yeah. That would yep. not fly in 2017 in America. And then throughout this whole thing, there's also a side plot where he's, uh, he's divorced. Yes. Has a little bit of some custody issues over his son. And his, um, his wife's either boyfriend or I think boyfriend. new husband or whatever. He's a psychologist. Right. So he's trying to convince, uh, the son, Charlie, that's his name, Charlie, that, you know, your dad's making everything up. You're crazy. Your dad's crazy. Your mom should get full custody of Right, you. exactly. I didn't get a weenie whistle when I was a kid. That's what he wanted, a weenie. A weenie that, that's what made him stop believing in Santa Claus, when he didn't get a weenie He's whistle. He's probably on the naughty list. He could have been. He yeah. was kind of a brat. Yeah, he was. And then he also, Charlie makes one of the best arguments I have ever heard for things that you don't think exist, like... Like, uh, the guy, Scott, his name's, no, no, Scott's, Scott is, uh, Tim Allen. What's the, what's the hus, what's the boyfriend's name? I can't think of it. Uh, I can look it up real quick. All right, whatever. He says something like, uh, you know, have you ever seen Santa Claus or something? And then Charlie's like, have you ever seen a million dollars? And the guy's like, no. Neil. Neil, yeah, that's right. Such a Neil move. That is a really Neil thing to do. So then he's like, uh, if you've never seen a million dollars, how do you know it doesn't exist? Well, because obviously a million dollars exists. Right. So obviously Santa exists. It's a good point. It was one of the best Santa arguments when I was a kid I ever heard. Yeah. Why not? It makes sense. You can't argue against it. I couldn't at the time. Right. <laughs> I mean, now, I mean, you maybe could. Possibly. But the, we're not here to debate no, the existence of Santa Claus. No. We're here to debate the... 1v1. ...superiority of our Santa Clauses. Exactly. So, um, in my little, in my little background story there, I, I touched on a couple of, one second, I dropped my list. <laughs> I touched on some of, uh, some of my Santa's powers, which are the most, the most amazing probably being regenerative ability. He regenerates a beard instantly. Oh, okay. So just beard regenerability. Well, I mean, I think, you know, based on the, uh, what's the one thing you always, uh, the, uh, transitive property. the transitive property, yeah. he can probably regenerate other things, like body parts. And <laughs> if he gets cut. All right, interesting. I mean, why would it only be his beard? Because that's a that's a uh, a staple of the Santa Claus. All right, Claus. what if he got liposuction? Would he regenerate his belly yes, fat? Yes, I believe so. So, I mean... I don't know if it would happen right away. It's <laughs> a good question. The beard happened instantly. This so, in true. the same way that those are, you know, staples of Santa Claus, so is having two arms and two legs. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> a couple other things. I'll allow it. Tim Allen can fly with his uh, sack of presents. He can just hold it and he can fly around. So the sack of presents acts as a balloon. I mean, a balloon. In a sense. Yeah, sure. But without the sack of yeah, presents. He doesn't, he doesn't fly like, like an F-16, but it's still flying. Yeah, slowly. That's fine. He is, okay. He, is, he, might, he, he might need it to establish air superiority. Okay. And then he can like throw down present bombs on you. But, so what now? Santa has presents. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Here are some of his other powers, right? So um, also the the elves in this movie, there's a lot of them. Oh yeah, there's tons of them. And Bernard is most famous. Exactly. And yep. they're they're pretty technologically advanced as far as elves go. Like mm-hmm. they have a very modern operation at the yes. North Pole. Yeah. Like they're upgrading the sleigh with like a hot cocoa machine, a cookie dispenser, and like a jet engine or something. Very capitalist. So like I don't think it's beyond their capabilities to put some offensive weapons on a sleigh or in Santa's suit. I agree, but why would they need to? Because they know there's another Santa Claus in town, the one from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, trying to, you know, step in our territory. Now, what if they think that that's the real Santa Claus, though? How are they going to know who's the real Santa Claus? Because Charlie is there to tell them. Charlie's like, hey, remember my dad? He He's the real Santa Claus. Now, it also depends what Charlie we're talking about here. Because Charlie in the second Santa Claus, he's on the naughty list. Like, he loses all credibility. 
I've never seen that one, like I said, so. Yeah, he was on the naughty list. In the well, the, one. I mean, the elves are going to know. They're going to, you know, they did turn on the first Santa very quickly. They didn't even no care. No one was like, oh, remember the old Santa that we worked with for our whole lives? No. They're, they're, they're fine with quick Santa turnover. They're like, oh, you're the new, like that, like Bernard was literally like, you're the new Santa Claus. You, you wore the suit, you put it on, you're Santa now. Like no remorse. Like they didn't even have a funeral or a moment of silence for the old Santa Claus. No, not even like a character, like a single tear. No. Someone like, oh, I remember when he gave me, uh, you know, that snow globe. Anything like that. Nothing like that. So I think they're going to have no problem. Well, I don't know why they're going to go to your Santa though. Cause your Santa is like a very militaristic Santa. Um, he is militaristic in times the, of the only gifts he gives children are weapons. He gives a little girl a knife. He, uh, it's a dagger. And, and yeah, I was, I just, I just want to make sure it's exactly what it was. It was same a dagger. Um, a he, dagger is he a provides them with what they need in order to survive and defeat evil. Santa in, in the line, the wish in the wardrobe is the perfect example of good. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Santa in the Santa Claus is, is good. I mean, he makes children happy. He doesn't make children soldiers. Uh, well, in the second one, there's like an army of like, uh, toy soldiers that like takes over the North Pole. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause what happens in the second one <laughs> is that there's a, there's what's called the Mrs. Claus. And what happens is if Santa doesn't get married by the next Christmas, he loses his powers. So what I was going to argue, and I'm I'm going I'm going really mean here. My target would be trying to kill Mrs. Claus. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I'd want to go after Mrs. Claus because what happened was Tim Allen started losing his powers because he didn't have a wife. And if Mrs. Claus is out of the equation, Santa might lose it. He'll lose his powers. Then the elves will turn on you and they'll see me as the successor as the new Santa Claus. Or what I could also do too is I could just try to take off your coat and I just put it on. Cause that's what it seems like. You just have to wear what? the coat. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I can see. All right. So now you're not a lawyer, right? Uh, no, but and, I play one on TV. And I'm not a lawyer. No. And neither of us have had access to the actual documents and contracts and clauses that are discussed in the Santa Claus. So trilogy. there's, as far as I know, there's no oh no there's a contract in the second one, in the first one it's just like the business card right yeah what does the business card say do you remember it, uh, something about putting I, it on I think the coat something about putting on the coat so I I don't think it's as simple as just being able to steal the coat because I mean that would just be a big loophole what if an elf put the coat on what if you get a dry cleaned and they put the coat on they're Santa Claus. and the other thing is so about the anybody mis- could be Santa Claus that's the message oh my gosh. Okay, that's just like the last Jedi now. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, um, the Mrs. Claus thing though that 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 were that you brought up. Yeah, I feel like there's there's probably additional verbiage in the contract about if he's married and his wife dies. Possibly, like that should probably be handled as a special case. I don't think they addressed it in the movie, but probably you're, not. You're because probably because it was right. a movie for kids, and they didn't want to kill Mrs. Claus at the end. Well, they did kill Santa in the beginning of the first one, though. There's so. also – I was going to save this to the end for fun facts, but I'm going to bring it up now. In the original script, when Tim Allen walked outside, he was going to have a shotgun and he was going to shoot at Santa Claus and he was either going to kill him or that was what was going to cause him to fall off the roof. And then once Disney acquired the the, the film, they completely changed it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does make a difference, right? I mean, go shooting at Santa with a shotgun. Yeah. But he's still like kind of killed him. He still kind of killed him, yeah. Anyway, 
Wow, so you're going after Mrs. Claus. So I'm going after Mrs. Claus, and I'm also going to go after someone else. I'm going after Charlie. Wow. Okay. So now, you're using the... Um, never mind. Now, I'm not going to try to kill Charlie. It's a very scorched, scorched earth policy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going all over here. All right. I'm not going to try to... Tell me what you're going to do. I'm going to try to brainwash Charlie. Okay? Um, at the end of the first movie, Charlie says... like, I think they said something about, like, what do you want to be when you grow up or something? And he says, I want to be in the family business. Okay? Yeah, I remember that. So Charlie is insinuating that he wants to murder his father and become Santa Claus. That's quite a leap. So there's a leap of logic there. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know convert Charlie to my side and say, Hey, you wanna be Santa Claus? That's what you've wanted your whole life. You know, let's let's take out your pops here. Okay, he's done nothing for you. He's away all the time. He never comes to see you. All of your friends are like, What does your real dad do? And he's like, Oh, he works a lot, he travels a lot. Like, he works where it's really cold. Like, he has to lie to everybody. Do you know that you picked Santa Claus and not Kylo Ren as your person? Yeah. Okay, just making sure you know that. Just want to let you know. So I'm going to – is my Santa Claus Snoke right now, I guess? No. my my Yours is Kylo Ren and mine's Han Solo because you're trying to get him to kill his father. I was thinking I was Snoke and Charlie was Han – it was Ben. Anyway, so that's what I'm going to go with here. Corruption, trying to go target Mrs. Claus and also Charlie. Now, if that doesn't work out, I also have a variety of weapons in my sack <laughs> that I can use uh, in uh, a battle combat against your Santa Claus. Uh, the Santa Claus in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, he presents the kids with numerous weapons that we've kind of already glazed over. Um, he provides Peter with a sword and a shield. He provides Susan with bow and arrows and a magical horn that when blown, it can... Um, call for allies to come and help you um lucy he provided her with a magical uh healing cordial which uh had you know healing abilities if you drank it if you were hurt um and also like you mentioned a small dagger so if my santa claus gets hurt i don't know how he would get hurt like what your uh offensive strategies are he can take some of that healing cordial to help him and you only need a little bit like you don't need to swig down the entire i believe he said a drop can cure any uh, illness. Yeah, I don't think he said illness. I think he said like injury. Injury. Okay. Well, so we'll take that. Um, if you're if you're flying around like you said with your little sack of balloons, whatever, I can use the bow and arrow, which Santa Claus says about the bow and arrow, and I quote: "It does not easily miss, especially if it's a big, you know, sack. You got to keep all the presents in there." Somehow. Well, that, first of all, that doesn't make any sense. Is it a magical bow? So I was reading up on that. It says that it's not really sure. Um, like if it's magical or if she herself is magical to use it, uh, I forget where I, saw I think that's it. just some conf. He's trying to just boost her confidence. It says whether that was due to magic or to some other cause is unknown. That's what it says. I don't think that was used to boost her confidence. I think it was, uh, it was sincere. Yeah, he, he's just like, Hey, uh, good luck with this bow. You'll, you'll never miss. You know, yeah, it's that's kind like of saying, like, here's this magical potion that'll cure any disease. No, no, that's, and different. then that's different. I don't know. I feel like it's never, if, if he's giving someone this magical potion, I'm sure the bow and arrows are going to be magical also, especially in the world of Narnia. So you're just sure that everything he gave him is magical. I'd have, uh, is I, it a magical I, sword? I, I come too? to believe did he, it. Did uh, he tell, did he tell Peter? He's like, Hey, you're going to be able to cut down a tree with one sword swing. Let's, let's, you uh, big strong Peter guy. Unfortunately, there's no Narnia Wikipedia article for the sword. Uh, there is for the shield. Oh wait, no, there is. I clicked on the wrong thing. Um, let's see. I was just kidding. I don't think the sword's magic. 
Uh, it was given to him just before the end of the long winter. Father Christmas gave him it as long as well as a shield. It did not, they were not described in great detail, but it has a golden hilt. It was perfectly weight and size for Peter to use. Of course it was. Uh, you know what I have, Steve? I have tinsel. Do you remember what tinsel can do in the Santa Claus universe? Let me know. It can cut through metal bars. Can it? Yeah, that's how they break him out of prison, out of jail. They use tinsel? Yeah, that, that they send in that elite squad of elves. Oh, pretty much right, like right, the right, elf like right. like squat team. Yeah, exactly. And they uh they Still tinsel team off. Elf. Sure, yeah. They tinsel off some of the uh bars and get them out and then the 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 guy over in the cell over is like, "Hey, can I get some of that tinsel?" Remember that? <laughs> Not really. Oh, that happens. Well, if that's going on, I can use my horn. <laughs> Calling the elves, they're going to hear it. They're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, Wait, you go you, you have your own elves?" No, your elves. Well, my my elves aren't going to help you. That's Santa Claus. No, they easily you turn on Santa Claus. We've you already can't established just that. Co-opt all my elves. That's unfair. I mean, that's up to the listeners to decide. Why would you be able to just like anyone dressed as Santa Claus can just be like, "Hey, elves, come help me." It's testing the loyalty of your elves. Look, I I feel like Tim Allen established a lot of like fair elf policies. They probably like him more. Maybe the old Santa was kind of like a jerk. You think so? Working them too hard. Didn't give them fair hours and benefits. I doubt that Tim Allen did that as Santa Claus either. He just ditched him. He left. Uh, when he was Santa Claus, at they, first, had no, they had no leader. At first. But I don't think he went back for a while. Yeah. Because he was at home. At, at the end, he kind of took over. The, he was like the full Santa. He was doing I mean, all the Santa stuff. I mean, that's like a whole year, though. Yeah. From, from, the, ver- from, the, from the very just, first time he was Santa Claus to like the end of the movie when he embraces it. Yeah. He took a year a to year. get into it. Exactly. But after that, he was good. He was a great boss. Yeah, until he had to find the missus. Then he had to leave. Well, they understood that. I mean, yeah, I guess so. there was a time jump there. I mean, that could have happened years later. Eight years later. There you go. So eight eight years of great leadership. But they didn't know because the elves are very bad lawyers, apparently, because one day the, the elf comes in. And it's funny, though, because the elf comes in. He's like, there's a missus clause. And then the moment he brings that up, that's when the magic starts starts happening. Like, that's, why didn't that magic start happening before? That's a weird coincidence. It's a very weird coincidence. It's almost like a coincidence of finding, like, someone who can crack a specialized code in the jail cell you're in. Like, that'd be just a weird coincidence, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just wondering. Exactly. Um, in the Chronicles of Narnia... Narnia. <laughs> Narnia. 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 In the Chronicles of Narnia film, The uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which I'm sure we've all seen... Um, Edmund uses the exact same sword that Peter had, and in the film it glows blue when enemies are near, which was supposed to be an homage to J.R.R. Tolkien. I was going to say, it sounds like a ripoff of... Uh, which, I mean, now it didn't happen in the books, but it happened in the film, okay? So we could use this partially as canon in the film, since the Santa Claus I'm using with the weapons is the Santa Claus from the film series. Um, so it says, when orcs or other evil creatures are nearby. Now, evil is very... Um, subjective. Obje- subjective, exactly. Like it's kind of whatever you see. So my Santa Claus, if he believes that your elves are evil, um, he could be alerted when they are nearby. Or if he sees Tim Allen as being evil, his sword could alert him when he is nearby, also giving him a preemptive. Well, from my point of view, the Santa Claus from the Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia is evil. Well, then you are lost. <laughs> we didn't really mean this to be such a Star Wars. No, this really. <laughs> no, we really didn't. So I also have a way of detecting you. Um, there's the magical snow globe that Bernard gives Charlie. Yes. That's able to like summon Santa Claus. Yes. So I believe that might have other magical properties, like maybe like to see, uh, you know, kind of like to give him sight of what's happening of like distant events or to just help him teleport. I mean, teleportation is a so pretty good power. So can he see the future in the uh, snow globe? Never established. And how does the tele- teleportation work? Never established. Charlie shakes it and then his dad comes. 
Okay, so it, it's it's working with Santa Claus though as being the teleportation uh, teleported person. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you can probably rewire it and teleport other things if you want. But I mean, he's the one fighting. If he can just teleport around you, teleport in your bedroom when you're sleeping. But I guess that's only if I'm if I'm calling him though, right? Well, I'm saying we could we could just just rewire the snow globe. Yeah, I mean, its power is teleporting Santa. So okay, you know, you can just you just, <laughs> just you know. Just do what you got to do. Yeah, do you know, change, change the little snowflake over there and mm-hmm. the water volume. I don't and... know how that works in the movie. It's never explained, so I can't give you a technical analysis of it. That's fine. You brought it up, so I thought you'd have something to go with. What about your offensive ability? So you're saying you can teleport. Hey, okay. Elite we, elf we hit squad. It. Your elf hit squad. Tinsel. Tinsel. That's it. So it sounds like that's all the things that other people are doing. What do you mean other people Because the elves... But what about Santa himself? Well, he can use the tinsel. Okay, so he can use the tinsel. He might also have weapons on his sleigh. Would that Santa Claus be walking around with weapons? Well, that's what I was trying to say earlier. They're technically advanced elves. They might give him some offensive or defensive capabilities. And you were like, why would he have that? And I was like, well, he's going to be fighting your Santa. And then you were like, well, your Santa's going to work. My Your elves are going to work for my Santa. And I was like, no. Remember, we went on off, off on that whole thing? Okay. So, you know, backtrack all that. He might have weapons. Now, what, now let me ask you a question. Now, this this could apply just as a general conversation. What if someone were to ask for a gun for Christmas? Is Santa Claus allowed? Like, you're not allowed to cro- like bring a gun across state lines. Like, well, Santa, Claus Santa isn't really subject that. to the jurisdiction of laws anywhere. I mean, yeah, he breaks, he enters and breaks. He's kind of like time. an immortal being, so I feel like he's not yours subject isn't. to yours. Isn't well, the title is. Yeah. Your title is, but the person holding that title is not immortal. Right. Well, maybe they can't die of old age. We don't know. <laughs> maybe they can only be killed by falling off a roof. That's sad. Every Santa Claus has been murdered in yours? That is, that is uh, really sad. I agree. Uh, my Santa Claus, according to the Chronicles of Narnia Wikipedia, is presumed to be immortal. Uh, so I don't know how well that tracks, like, why he's immortal. Like, whether he's seen uh, fighting, we're, we're really not too sure about. But he is presumed to be immortal, whereas yours, there's evidence that he can be killed. Mm-hmm. He's just a person. Mm-hmm. No. So you're saying your Santa Claus is, cannot be killed? I'm just saying presumably he cannot be killed. <laughs> I see. But it just says years alive, so that doesn't that doesn't really involve you know his yeah, ability so to to live. The the Santa Claus scene in Lion, uh, Lion Witch and Wardrobe was a very like Deus Ex Machina scene where. He kind of just showed up to save, to like help them. It was not really a set up at all that like, they never went and talked to like that, um, Mr. Tumnus. Yes. Right? He's never like, oh yeah, keep an eye out for Santa Claus. He might help you and give you weapons. He yeah. didn't mention that at all. Just, just shows up. He just shows up. They thought it was the White Witch at first because of the sleigh mm-hmm. with all the reindeer. Cause she had one as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, then they like they kind of peek out and the little uh beaver mr beaver's like you i hope you guys have been good because you're gonna want to see this and they all come it's out it's weird how there. they like take some of the elements of like santa claus is like you have to be good to get stuff but like then there's like other elements that like he just gives kids weapons and i don't know it just seems a little like i guess because um, he trusts go ahead I, I i can't think of the word it's like he's like partially like the the the, the standard santa but then he's also mm-hmm. like this other version of santa he's an arms dealer basically (laughs) yeah i mean i I think it's just that in the narnia world he provides the kids with what they need and that's their gifts why why doesn't he fight the white witch 
Santa? Yeah. He seems like really strong. Well, so what he mentioned is that once the white witch came and did her curse, mm-hmm. there had never, there has not been a Santa, a, a Christmas yes. in an extensive period of time. Which also doesn't really make sense to me. Correct. Cause it's winter time. <laughs> and like, did the calendar stop? If anything, there should be more Christmases. Right. Now we don't Now It said winter. It was like a full winter. So we don't know if it just like froze in January pun intended, or February, or even December. Like, we don't really know. We don't. We don't know. But um, but then he said, I got to go. I have more gifts to deliver. So he hasn't delivered gifts for however many years the White Witch's curse has been on. So he had other things to do. Now he might have been providing other people with the needs in order to fight against the White Witch and her army, which happens soon after this when the spring comes and Aslan shows up and the, and the, the snow melts and everything. So, like, all the armies with their shields and weapons and such, they could have been given that by Santa Claus. We don't know, but it's possible. I get Well, that'd be funny if their whole army was supplied by Santa Claus. He's got an army now. Like, the two guard, the two of the army guys meet up and, like, what'd you get from Santa? I got this sword. No I got, way. I got a sword, too. I got an axe. <laughs> the more reading I did on this, I actually kind of want to, like, reread the Chronicles of Narnia. I've only read, like, the first three books, but I've only read the, like, starting with... The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because that was the first one published, but it's technically the second one chronologically. And then it's Prince Caspian and the, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I don't know if you were ever a fan of the No, I, I, never, uh, I read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I think it's I think it's pretty good. So, um, I mean, this one's kind of like a quick episode here on Christmas. I don't know if there's anything else you'd want to add. Anything you think we might have missed. Anything you want to address. Any fun facts you have regarding... Um, uh, Tim Allen, Santa Claus here. Um, so the one fun fact I was going to say about yours, I, I brought up in which Tim Allen was going to uh, shoot at him with a uh, a shotgun in order to in, in order to kill him. There's also a scene in the second one where uh, he finds out uh, Tim Allen finds out that his son is on the naughty list, and he's like, "I hope Charlie has uh, gone straight." And some people are thinking that that was a like a dig at Charlie Sheen, trying to because that was when Charlie <laughs> Sheen started going off the rails a little bit, hoping that Charlie Sheen kind of fixed his ways. Um, not really too sure about that. Uh, something I forgot to bring up is that uh, Mrs. Claus in the second one, because what ends up happening is so Charlie's really bad in school and his behavior, and he's kind of like I have a I don't care attitude, and some people think that that's because his dad is always absent in his life. So he's always being called down to the principal's office. So they end up having a meeting and Tim Allen, like, I guess, teleports or flies down there, whatever you want to say, in order to show up for the parent-teacher conference. And his principal is played by Elizabeth Mitchell, who played um, the lady on Lost. I forget what her name was. The one, the doctor. Uh, that Sawyer like? Yeah. Um can't think of her name. Oh my god. Juliet. Juliet, thank you. Yeah. yeah, so that's played by Juliet. Okay. And Tim Allen ends up falling in love with her and he and he ends up marrying her. So she becomes Mrs. Claus. Uh, I guess she just gives up her pension and like <laughs> six-figure salary, I guess, being a a principal at a school. And Does she uh, move to the North Pole? She does, cuz oh. she's in the third one also. Uh when Jack Frost like shows up and takes over. It seems like it's very easy for the North Pole to be taken over by uh people for Tim Allen Santa Claus. I mean, Jack Frost just shows up. He, like, reverses time, so that way Tim Allen never became Santa Claus, and then Jack Frost was Santa Claus. There were some rumors I was reading online that they were going to make a fourth one with Charlie becoming Santa Claus, 
which I think would be pretty interesting. Wow. But that would mean that Tim Allen has to die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to reiterate real quick for the listeners that your main plan for this battle is to kill my wife and turn my son against me. Yeah. That's like, that's like my psychological tactic. Then going on to my physical tactic, that's where I can use the weapons and such that I have. Use the bow and arrow to shoot down your... You know, it's not... It, I don't think they ever show your sleigh flying, do they? Never does. So maybe your sleigh can't fly. I'd be willing to agree with that. So that I'll just fly, fly. I could maybe just fly circles around you in my sleigh. And what are you going to do? You're just flying around me. That's I'm, fine. All, all cool. the people who asked for, like, explosives on Christmas, I'll just take their presents and drop them on you. Okay. Let's see what you're doing there. Um, what I would do in defense of that is I would use my bow and arrow to shoot down your reindeer. Oh, that's true. Cause I know it's hard it, to miss. It's hard to miss. Mm-hmm. So especially if you have Rudolph well, going. you shoot the reindeer. I thought you were going to say you're going to shoot the bombs. No, I'd shoot the reindeer cause that's what's keeping you flying. <sighs> so I would shoot the reindeer Rudolph up in the front. I'm going to know exactly where you are. Even if it's dark at night, take out Rudolph and then I don't have to use Rudolph by the way. But... I mean, if it's a, if it's a cloudy night. That's a good question. Does Santa ne- only use Rudolph if it's uh, cloudy? Mm-hmm. If it's, it's a you know foggy night. Yeah. Okay. I, don't know. I didn't know if after it that depends. it set a precedent it... where he was always there just in case. Right. Because the odds, excuse me, the odds are if he's if he's traveling around the world, it's going to be not going to be clear. It's going to be cloudy somewhere. Exactly. You know, maybe he probably does always take Rudolph. That's a good point. Imagine how much of a like big deal it was when they announced like there was a new reindeer. Was that a thing? Like, That's I guess I'm saying, was there only the first ones? And then like, when they Rudolph? made the Rudolph movie, were people like losing their? Shit? They were like, <laughs> "What? Not another one?" Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like when Star Wars came out with Episode Seven, and people were like, "Another Star Wars? Oh my goodness!" I know. And then Episode Eight came out, and people were like, "Oh, stop making Star stop Wars! Stop making Star Wars movies!" <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, they should keep making Star Wars movies. But, uh, I mean, it's possible that, you know, we can go down shooting at the reindeer. I mean, I feel really bad saying that. Yeah, you, you're, you're, this is a horrible episode. It's a who would win. Merry Christmas, all. I mean, look, this is if what you want to be on the side of good and just a fair fight, vote for Tim Allen. He's just going to fight you, like, man to man. I mean, it's called who would win. It's not called who would win in the, in the most nicest way. I, I, I can't argue with that. I'm just trying to appeal to people's good consciousness. I understand what you're saying. And morality. So yeah, convert your son, murder your wife, shoot down your reindeer, <laughs> charge at you with the sword, use the bow and arrows to my advantage. Maybe if I get close enough, I can use the dagger and I can just kind of shank you. And uh, <laughs> and if anything hurts me, I have my little juice I can take back, little, can take back. little drops of it. And uh, All right. Well, I think that's dark enough for the Christmas episode. Uh, you want to get into some fun facts? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. I have some, uh, a couple, uh, Santa Claus ones. Go for it. Um, so Tim Allen actually has a criminal record. I think it's <laughs> I like, feel like I didn't know this. Th- there's like mugshots of him out there. I think it's drug related. Uh huh. And so Disney has a no hiring of ex cons policy that they had to make an exception to, to, for, for, to do the third one or the second one or even the well, first just one to all, for all of them to just mm-hmm. to have Tim Allen. Yeah. Wow. Um, is, would you say Tim Allen's like a big Christmas movie guy? Because I was at school, and one of the teachers I uh, teach with, she was showing Christmas with the Cranks, which is Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I was thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> and I looked online, and it has awful reviews. It's like 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like IMDb, it's like 4 out of 10, which is very, very low. But, I mean, we only got to watch like 45 minutes of it. 
but I was thoroughly, thoroughly hmm. enjoying it. I never it. thought of Tim Allen as a Christmas movie guy, but... I mean, I mean, if you count those, that's only four, and they're only two, I guess you could say, franchises. They mm-hmm. never made a second one, but I don't know. I just thought, oh, Santa, he's in the other Santa Claus movie, so I guess he's kind of like a, a Christmas guy, but I guess not. Uh, this was the first lead role for Tim Allen. It was in 1994. Wow. That's right, because Toy Story would have been for another year later, and that was an animated film. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, I didn't know that. In in uh, older releases of the film, there's a joke that Tim Allen makes. He, he makes a like sarcastic amar- remark that includes a phone number where he says one eight hundred spank me. <laughs> so during the film's release, a woman from Cleveland, Ohio, supposedly called this number for her grandchildren. That turned out to be a phone sex line. Oh! So it wasn't until 1997, after numerous complaints, that Disney uh, took that out of the out of the film. <laughs> From future releases. Oh, my gosh. They also said they would purchase the phone number to disconnect the service. <laughs> Could you imagine the news when Disney announced they were buying a sex phone hotline? <laughs> Man, they're really trying to get everything. Fox. No, yeah, you're right. They're really hotline. branching out. Talk yeah. about vertical integration. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where they fly by the moon, and there's a Mickey Mouse logo on it. Really? See, I forgot this was a Disney movie. Now, was it I'm, – I'm curious if it was distributed under, um, like, Walt Disney Pictures or if it was, um, like, uh, like Touchstone, which is owned by Disney. Um, I'm not sure. While you looked up that up, while you looked that up, I'll throw another fact out there. Go for it. The, the role of Scott Calvin, who's Santa Claus in this movie, was written for Bill Murray. They wanted Bill Murray. That he, would have been interesting. And he said no? Bill Murray turned it down. He didn't think it suited his humor. Hmm. That would have been a different movie. Would have been interesting. Uh, it was distributed by Buena Vista Pictures, which is owned by Disney. So it didn't have the "When You Wish Upon a Star" in the beginning. Yeah, but Bill Murray, Santa Claus. Like, why has that not happened? A <laughs> uh, good question. I don't think it has. That'd be great. I'd love that. They also considered Robin Williams and Tom Hanks for the role. Robin Williams would have been good. Oh, that's another one I forgot that played Santa Claus. Tom Hanks has played him in uh, the Polar Express. He played Santa Claus. He played everybody. He played in that all. Movie. The, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, he was most famous for the conductor, but he played the father, the narrator, Santa Claus, the hobo on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's played a lot of a lot of people in that film. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of facts for my Santa Claus or fun uh, fun facts. Uh, the only trivia that I have is, despite a few differences, Father Christmas is obviously the Narnian version of Santa Claus. <laughs> You know, I, I debated arguing with you that you, that wasn't even Santa Claus. Correct. Because technically but, in the film, they never say Santa mm-hmm. Claus. They do say Merry Christmas. Um, they, he does have a sleigh. It's very obvious that he's supposed to be Santa I didn't want to, you know, yes. bring that up. Um, I was reading some things online, and, like, people were, like, very confused about, like, Santa Claus showing up in Narnia. Like, they were like, well, how does he do it? How does he do the whole world in the tra- <laughs> and then go to this, like, alternate realm and deliver presents? Like, does he fly? Um, all these other things. I'm like... That's not really the that, point. I that's feel. a lot of analysis for a, that movie. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, especially did they also know there's a talking lion? I don't know. They might not have. That's basically Jesus. That is Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they have complaints about that. They're like, well, how does the lion talk if he, you know, he's, has, he's a lion. has lion vocal? I mean, they have, the, they have the beavers that that talk too. So, so yeah. Anything else you want to add before we head out? No, uh, I I hope we didn't. Uh... <laughs> Ruin anyone's, on your ruin anyone's Christmas by I, talking about the vicious murder of Santa Claus and his family. I apologize, everybody. I, <laughs> I, I was just, I just really want to win this poll. 
No, that's 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 what you got to do. Once we were given some constructive criticism before that we should be. But, yeah, some people said that we've been holding back. I I don't know. I don't think we have, but hey, that's what we listen to our fans for. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone has restarted, and I did have a a tweet from a fan that I wanted to bring up. It's from Henry two four eight eight three one eight one, who we've said was involved in the um, the Equifax credit the Equifax card hack. Credit card hack, exactly. And he's talking. He did deny it for the record. Yes, he did deny it, and he's also the one who called Leslie like a damn tea drinker, I yes. believe. Okay. So okay. his tweet says, "Okay, final clear up about me against tea. It's just like I like coffee more, <laughs> and I just dislike tea. Sorry for all the confusion <laughs> and Ewoks all the way." <laughs> Thanks for clearing that so, up. So so now we know his vendetta against tea. Okay. It's just that he prefers coffee. There was a huge misunderstanding there. And it had nothing to do against Leslie, I guess. Even though she was okay. a damn tea drinker. That's you know, that clears some things up but really raises more questions for me. Like <laughs> So so he prefers coffee over tea. So does he use tea drinker as an insult in normal everyday conversations? Henry, let us know, please. Like, do you call other people that as an insult? And, like, only people that know you personally realize what it means? And if you call people a tea drinker, are you from... I forget. Is he from America? Because I feel like that's something you would use to insult someone from Britain. You know what I mean? Because the stereotype, they they like their tea. Well, he doesn't... No, I don't think that's why he's saying that. He's he's just saying he prefers coffee. That's why. So it is an insult that he just It's just a very personalized insult. You're a tea drinker. It's like if I said, uh... You're, you like Luke Skywalker's characterization in The Last Jedi. That would be an insult for me. But you'd have to know, you know, you'd have to know my opinion. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <laughs> or I could say you're a ham sandwich eater. I like ham sandwiches. That's a, but that's, that's what happens when you insult people like that. You have no idea. You don't know. You don't know. Like I'm a tea, I like tea. I do, I do drink coffee, but I do enjoy tea. A nice cup of tea with a little lemon and sugar in it or honey. Same. I, it's very good. I hope we didn't just lose a fan because I hope we of this. Didn't either. We're, we're just curious. I mean, coffee's fine too. Coffee, I like coffee. Yeah, stick around, please, Henry. <laughs> all right. So we hope that you all have a very merry Christmas. Um, there will be a Twitter poll online where you can vote for who you think would win: Tim Allen, Santa Claus versus that other guy Cosmo. In the, in the poll, you should just say Santa Claus versus Santa Claus and make people pick. Let's see. They won't know which <laughs> they is which. Have no idea. <laughs> Um, the Father of Christmas, Santa Claus from the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, you know, let us know your thoughts. If we went a little dark, we apologize. <laughs> we, if but, we went right, a little if dark. if I went a little dark, I apologize. Um, and <laughs> stay, stay tight. Uh, we're going to have another episode out before the new year, kind of just wrapping up 2017, kind of like Chris mentioned earlier, talking about uh, Twitter poll results, talking about the Rotten Tomatoes meter, and where we may or may not discuss the hottest topic currently going on in the world of fanboys so please remember as always to subscribe follow and rate and please continue to participate in our show for the who would win cast this has been steve and this has been chris and we will see you next time bye bye The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.